Hello, and welcome to Transformation by Truth podcast, where the call become the chosen and those who have been dedicated to serve the Most High receive the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth as we progress our quest for holiness, perfection, and everlasting life. My name is D.L. Anderson. I'll be your tour guide. Let's get started with today's lesson. My friends, D.L. Anderson here. Welcome back to Transformation by Truth podcast and the quest for holiness, perfection, and everlasting life 2022, week four. Now, today we'll continue with perfection and everlasting life, the last day in this series. Two weeks to examine the prize and the goal of the quest for holiness. Today's podcast is Lecture I, a word of truth accounting of the spiritual models of perfection and everlasting life, day 10. And the title of today's podcast is To Live, One Must Die. Be faithful until death, and I shall give you the crown of life. Revelation 2, 10. Now, the lecture I objectives are analyze the fine line between life and death, reveal the manner of death we will encounter on this quest, define the universal model of death, and examine the true cost of discipleship. Let's begin with the fine line between life and death. In initiating this final lecture of perfection and everlasting life, I will analyze the models of life and death. Explicitly, I will show how life and death are prime features of our current reality, and I will reveal just how fine the line is between these temporary and eternal models. I'll begin by making it clear how death became an issue in the leading days of the age of man. This is critical to understand because man was created to live forever, yet because of sin, death entered the world and has become the greatest enemy to all. Genesis 2, 15-17 reads, And Yahuwah Elohim took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and to guard it. And Yahuwah Elohim commanded the man, saying, Eat of every tree of the garden, but do not eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. For in the day that you eat of it, you shall certainly die. Genesis 5, 1 through 5 reads, This is the book of the genealogy of Adam. In the day that Elohim created man, he made him in the likeness of Elohim. Male and female, he created them, and he blessed them and called their name Adam in the day they were created. And all the days that Adam lived were 930 years, and he died. Romans 5, 11 through 12 reads, we also exult in Elohim through our master, Yahushua Messiah, through whom we have now received the restoration to favor. For this reason, even as through one man sin did enter into the world, and death through sin, and thus death passed to all men because all sinned. These verses not only give an account of the tragic death of Adam, 
one of only two men created as eternal beings, but they also reveal why he died. It's because he disobeyed the command of Elohim. And this is the primary reason why men and women are dying today. It's because they are not guarding the commands. We know this from our lecture on the rich young ruler. For Yahushua Messiah said to him, if you wish to enter into life, guard the commands. Here's a question. What have we already established concerning everlasting life and the life that chosen elect experience here on the earth? The answer, eternal life is preceded by the abundant life. Thus, all who will have eternal life are experiencing a life of abundance here and now. This speaks to another lesson you have learned. That is, the children of Elohim do not die. On the contrary, we transition from one state to the next state at the appointed time. This is why the Spirit has led me to constantly reiterate the need for you to be transformed into the spiritual model of Yahushua Messiah. It is for this cause. The only way we can avoid the pain and eternal damnation of death is by belief in Yahushua Messiah and validating our belief by being conformed to his example until we too, like him, achieve perfection in accordance with the Father's will. John 11, 25 to 26 reads, Yahushua said, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he dies, he shall live. And everyone that is living and believing in me shall never die at all. Here we have a powerful word to receive. For here we have Yahushua Messiah clearly saying, everyone that is living and believing in me shall never die at all. This avowal supports all I've entrusted to you thus far in this quest. And as I've made it very clear in this particular section, there is indeed a fine line between life and death. Let's now discuss the death we are dying. When Yahushua Messiah reveals the chosen elect will never die at all, he is revealing that we will not be conquered by the universal model of death. See, there's a difference between this comprehensive model of death and the exploration of our physical bodies. One is our enemy, and the other is an inevitability. By definition, the universal model of death corresponds to the complete annihilation of anyone or anything that has been given life. That is a final and agonizing death of every facet of their being, which in man's case includes his physical body, his spiritual essence, and his soul. Well, this model of death is a death you will never experience if you follow the way of holiness and achieve perfection. For this model of death has been reserved for those who resist the Father and deny his only brought forth Son. This is a reward. However, there is a model of death you must experience consistently if you are to live forever and enjoy the spiritual blessings of the abundant life. That is the death of your will, for your will corresponds to yourself and yourself is a second 
of the seven greatest enemies you will face on this quest and a truly formidable foe. Now, here they are, your seven greatest enemies, your sinful nature, yourself, your flesh, the kingdom of darkness, the eternal force of evil, your ego, and death. Now, the self represents the unified essence of the individual being. Yet, although the self is a combination of physics, spirit, and soul, it is not equally influenced by these three parts. Rather, it is primary influenced by the flesh and controlled by the spirit of man at the source, which is why it is by default narcissistic and desperately contrary to the governance of the Holy Spirit. Clearly, this definition proves you will encounter several challenges as you work to defeat yourself. Specifically, since yourself is a part of you, you cannot kill it to the point of cessation. However, you can kill it out to the point where it has lost its vitality. This, my friends, is a key aspect of transformation. Namely, transformation is predicated upon death. Consequently, you will never experience transformation if you do not first die, and not just once or at sundry times. You, my friend, must die daily. 1 Corinthians 15.31 reveals, I affirm by the boasting in you, which I have in Messiah Yahushua, our master, I die day by day. As it pertains to the death involving transformation, it follows nature of all things. In essence, the seed bearing the fruit of transformation must be sowed, and it must die before transformation may occur. Truly, there is no other way. 1 Corinthians 15, 35-37 is reading, But someone might say, How are the dead raised up? And with what body do they come? Senseless one. What you sow is not made alive unless it dies. And as to what you sow, you do not sow the body which is to be, but a bare grain. But Elohim gives it a body as he wishes, and to each seed a body of its own. All flesh is not the same flesh, but there is one flesh of men. And there are heavenly bodies and earthly bodies, but the esteem of the heavenly is truly one and the esteem of the earthly is another. So also is the resurrection of the dead. It is sown in corruption, it is raised in incorruption. It is sown in disrespect, it is raised in esteem. It is sown in weakness, it is raised in power. It is sown a natural body, it is raised a spiritual body. There is a natural body and there is a spiritual body. Now, in line with this passage, you do not sow transformation, you sow yourself. In essence, you deny yourself constantly, day after day, month after month, year after year, until your will becomes so weak, you don't even know it's there. What is there, the sincere desire to do the Father's will, which now is experiencing very little resistance for your will has been subjugated. From now, all you have to do is keep sowing and bear the glorious fruit of transformation in abundance and without measure. 
John 12, 23-24 reads, And yet who shall answer them, saying, The hour has come for the Son of Adam to be glorified. Truly, truly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. He who loves his life shall lose it, and he who hates his life in this world shall preserve it for everlasting life. If anyone serves me, let him follow me, and where I am, there my servant also shall be. Let's now discuss the cost of discipleship. Now, the evolution of this discussion leads to one of the more critical themes of scriptural theology, that is, the cost of discipleship. Now, we've touched on this topic before, but I want to hit it hard in this final section of this lecture in this series. I'll begin with the following interest point. I ask you to consider it faithfully. There is a saying in the conglomerate church that suggests salvation is free. This is in part true, for the initial salvation is free. That is to say, the Father will invest his spirit in anyone who has a true and sincere desire to be saved. For as we have often publicized, it is not his will that any should perish. Romans 5.15 reads, But the free gift is not like the trespass. For if by the one man's trespass many died, much more the favor of Elohim, and the gift and favor of the one man, Yahushua Messiah, overflow to many. And the free gift is not as by one having sinned, for indeed the judgment was of one to condemnation, but the free gift is of many trespasses unto righteousness. So then, as through one trespass there resulted condemnation to all men, so also through one righteous act, the free gift came upon all men, and there resulted justification of life. Now, even though the initial salvation is a free gift, discipleship is neither free nor a gift. Discipleship, my friends, will cost you everything. It will force you to give up everything you have, be willing to forsake everyone you know, and be prepared to do whatever you are called upon to do. Here lies the great dilemma, discipleship. That is, hardly anyone wants to pay the cost. Like many in our world, they want to get something for nothing. They desire to win a prize they have not earned, and they are unwilling to work for it. Now, it'd be one thing if this quest were so hard or impossible to master, but it isn't. Take it from a man who's in the final phase of his quest. The quest for holiness is the most fulfilling experience in the world. And here's why. Whether you're on this quest or not, you are going to encounter challenges and crises in this life. It is unavoidable. However, those of you who are not on this quest do not have a spiritual source that can carry you through these crises and replenish you so that you are stronger after you get through. The key, my friends, is that we get stronger and we get through. And this is not the case for those who are not in the way of holiness. 
the cares and burdens of this life are wearing them down. They are not getting stronger in the long run, and many of them are not getting through. Now, here's the question. These things being what they are, will you allow your carnal will to keep you from walking the path of discipleship? If you answer no, then you are ready to hear the final word. You are ready to move on to the next series in this quest. Now, here is the final word. If you don't surrender all, you surrender nothing. So be prepared to surrender all. Many of you have joined this quest completely unawares that you have several breaking points in your life. These are points where you are not prepared to go beyond in your quest because your will is still alive and it does not want to submit to Elohim. Rather, it wants to break from his will. The only way to eliminate these breaking points is to kill out your will by constant resignation. And when you feel the pressure and the strain of yourself getting in the way, you get in the habit of repeating the powerful words of Yahushua Messiah, the words he prayed before his death. Nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. My dear friends, how can you follow the example of Yahushua Messiah if you are unwilling to conform to his death? And how can you be conformed to his death if you are not willing to kill out all those things within you that are standing in between you, the goal of perfection, and the prize of everlasting life? The short answer is you can't. And upon considering all the teachings, all the precepts, and all the principles in this series, you should know why. It's because the cost of discipleship is the greatest investment you'll ever make. And in order for one to live, one must die. Now, here is today's assignment. Take some time to meditate on all you have learned in this series. And by the Spirit, make sure you have received all this word of truth. Then be prepared to get back after it next week as we move on to the next series. Now, here is what's next. Today's podcast we completed, To Live, One Must Die. And now, my friends, you are prepared to move on to the next level in the quest for holiness. So now that we have completed week four of this quest and one of the most critical series, we are moving on to week five to discuss the next series as we continue through this preliminary phase. And this new series is Redemption. The objective is to analyze the redemption process to better understand how transformation occurs in our lives as we walk the way of holiness. As you have likely gathered, this will be another powerful series, specifically because we are going to thoroughly address the topic of salvation. Trust me, if you think you're saved today, or if you are fighting to be saved in the end, and after all, this is a series you cannot miss because by the end of it, you will have no doubt where you truly stand. And it all begins on Monday. 
So have a great weekend, everyone. As always, take some time to review the notes from this series and pray to the Father that you stay strong as we continue this quest, because we are beginning to pick up the pace. Now, if you are a member and have questions, please click the Q&A box underneath the video player. Likewise, if you have comments you want to share with the group, please share those in the comment box located beneath the Q&A box. Now, if you're not a member and you have questions about today's podcast, feel free to contact us via our website at www.pinnacleofholiness.com and use the form on our contact page, and we will respond to you as soon as we can. And thank you for being with us today. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Remember to tune in with us every Monday through Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern. And if you haven't already, visit us at www pinnacleofholiness.com and make sure you sign up to join the quest for holiness, perfection, and everlasting life 2022.